is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And here we are, back home in the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. It's been great being out on the practice field, overlooking the practice field this week here on Talking Cowboys. For those of you who made the show the last couple of days, I had other commitments. Uh, But it's great to be here inside the studio now. Yeah. This is where we'll be throughout the season. I was trying to remember when's the last time we actually did the show here. I guess during minicamp or around that time in the season. Minicamp, right? Yeah, it was one of those times. It's been a couple of months. It's been a while since we uh, sat here. That's right. And uh, it's great to to have you join us here for Talking Cowboys as we wrap up what has been a very busy week back at the Star in Frisco. We've had uh, three open workouts for the fans uh, this week. We'll have two more on Monday and Tuesday as training camp will continue. And... um, I guess the big question right now, as the Cowboys get set to play the Texans tomorrow night, is when will Zeke Elliott show up here? And will he be on the premises when the Cowboys resume workouts on Monday? I don't know about Monday, but he definitely will be here, in my opinion, as it always has been, by the time they resume workouts to get ready for the New York football Giants. So you're saying first week of the regular season. I'm just saying he is going to be here in time to get paid. Yeah, I don't disagree with Mickey on that. And, you know, I, I, I don't quite get if the fact that if you're hearing things. And the, the Zeke thing is one of those unfortunate holdouts where there's been so many things you kind of hear and then, oh, that's not true. Well, this is true. That's not true. You know, and it's, that part of it, that, that's, I, I see why people don't want to negotiate in the, uh, in the media with the way it is. Uh, you know, because we're always trying to, to speculate and, you know, who has real information, who doesn't have real information. And a lot of things get thrown out there. And I, I think that's where uh, the, the trouble is. And I, I, I'm going to take a point that Mickey made, and I thought it was a really, really good point, that if you get the two right people to talk, you can generally get deals done. You don't need Brian Broaddus talking or Bill Jones talking. You need the, the people involved. You need Ezekiel Elliott talking. You need Jerry Jones talking. You need Stephen Jones talking. Those are the people you really need talking because that's the way things get done. It's not just the posturing and the, oh, this and that, you know, and it, 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 oh, it appears this group's feelings are hurt. Oh, wait a minute, this group is not too happy. See, you know, we're all speculating on what Jerry Jones is feeling like. We're all speculating on what Ezekiel Elliott's feeling like. Those are really the only two that matter, you know. And if they could find a way to get together, and the quicker that Ezekiel Elliott can come back into the fold and and find a way to talk, I think that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones would have dealt with Ezekiel Elliott if he was here practicing. I think they would have. I think you could have handled this much like what they did with the with the uh, with Jalen Smith's contract. You know, it, it could have been okay. Hey, can we can we do this? Can we do this? Well, let's talk about this. Instead, you know, you have to. I don't think Ezekiel had, had to go away, go away to get Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones' attention. I think it would have been a simple walk into Jerry Jones' office and say, "Hey, boss, you got a minute? 
I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about something. And, I, and, I, and I'm, it's disappointing that it's escalated and it got to this point. But Mickey's right. Uh, this kid is not going to miss game checks. I think he'll be back uh, before this Giants game. See, I heard somebody this morning suggest that, well, he might, and, and he had the whole games wrong. But you can miss 10 games. Yeah. Play six, and you get in a crude season. Right. Mm-hmm. But your, your contract's... Uh, next year is still there, right? So it's you're not a free agent, right? Right, and then you can get franchised after that. So, but to miss ten games is two point four million dollars that yeah. you've got in your hand, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's not going to do that. Yeah. And, and and if you, you pointed out, if you listen to Gary Brown, uh, he, he said, "Well, he'll be in." You know, yeah. th- that's all he said. He'll be in. Yeah. And somebody said, "Well, how much time does he need to get ready?" He said, "Oh, two weeks." Yeah, and so next week's we're, two we're weeks, right? At it. right? right. I mean, and, yeah. and, and and let me give you an example of how I think get things out there get misconstrued. Some guy in the health club today. First of all, he didn't like our Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, <laughs> that's how he starts the conversation with me, right? So he got off on the wrong foot because <laughs> you liked your Hawaiian. Shirt. I did. And, you and wore it like three days in a row, I think. <laughs> That's exactly right. Without washing it, yeah, too, by the so. way, yeah. Brad Shab. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the guy goes, why'd they all have to be the same? Why didn't they have different colors? And I said, well, it's a marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw go one in the, yesterday in the crowd, by the way. I go in the steam room, and the guy shows up in there, and he goes, so Zeke's missing the whole year, right? Yeah. And I was like... No, he's not. He goes, well, that's what I'm hearing. I go, where'd you hear that? He goes, well, that's the talk out there. Well, and and you, so that's what the perception is. And you said you're becomes. as wrong about that as you were about my Hawaiian yes, shirt. Yes, I came close. <laughs> I said, he'll be there. And he goes, oh, what makes you think he's going to be there? I haven't heard that. And I said, because he's not going to give up $224,000 a week. And the guy at the other end of the steam room goes, he's right about that. Just like that. And this <laughs> yeah. guy wanted to argue with me. And, but, but I think it all goes back also to what Brian is talking about. It's the relationship between the owner of this yes. team and the player. Right. In fact, I saw something on Twitter this morning. When you started talking about that, <clears throat> Brian, it reminded me of something I saw on Twitter from John Gordon. He was the, uh, the He's the author of The Energy Bus. He's a motivational speaker, whatever. Uh-huh. He quoted, excuse me, <clears throat> Andy Stanley saying, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. As a leader, you can have all the rules you want, but if you don't invest in your people and develop a relationship with them, they will rebel. This applies to children as well. It's all about relationships. But that's what this is about with Jerry Jones and this Cowboy organization and this player. There's been a relationship established, and he is not going to rebel. And here's the other part of it. No one knows what the other side was asking for. You know, we hear what maybe the Cowboys were offering, but what were they asking for? Was it unrealistic to the point the Cowboys go, okay, we're, we're just not going to deal with that if that's what you're asking for? And I, and I think that's what uh, you don't know. You don't know. They might have been asking for $17 million a year. You know, and 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 that that's out of line with what the other guys are getting paid. Yeah, the, the Joneses do an incredible job of closing deals. It's obvious because Jerry Jones is a billionaire several times over, and he's not. It's not by accident. It's their ability to close deals, to have face-to-face meetings. You know, we we live in a in an area here, and we've done this for a long time. All of us in this room have been with this team a long time, and we see it every single day. And it's just unfortunate that it got to the point where. They, they 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 went apart. 
they went apart and, and that, that Jerry didn't have the opportunity. And maybe he'll get that opportunity in the coming days. Maybe if you listen to reports that maybe Ezekiel is on his way back home. And then, you know, if he could sit down with the Joneses and they do a great job. They, they hammer out deals every day that, that are not always football related, but they do deals with, with big time business men and women who understand when they look them in the eye that they're getting an honest assessment. And I think that's what we're missing right now. We're missing that sitting down and looking each other in the eye and say, listen, man, Jerry putting his hand on his knee like he did Tony Romo in that little room with Bill Parcells and telling him, you know, this is what we're going to do. And, and I think that's where we're missing this whole this whole thing. And the fact of the matter is with Zeke, it is he didn't have to be there throughout training camp. Yeah, you'd love for him to be there, yeah. but – from where he is, as long as he's getting in shape, which we assume he is, he's fine as far as that. But my question to you, Brian, is where – and so all these things kind of get deadline-driven, okay? Right, right. And so when Gary Brown talks about two weeks, you know, he two weeks would be optimum getting back in here. Others, people talk, oh, if he's just here the week of the first game – what what is the motivation for both sides, and especially the Cowboys side, to get this thing done now to give him this week as well as next week to get ready? Well, I think the motivation, and this is going to sound terrible the way I'm going to say it, but it's true because we're all not guaranteed. We lived something yesterday that we're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? right? We lived this yesterday. Jerry Jones is is running out of campaigns. He is. He, you know, the the the, the will to the fight is strong. It's going to continue to be strong. He's going to do everything he can, but he realizes what they've built here. They realizes that this team, the roster, all, you know, the the ups, the downs, the things. He finally has this thing right where he on. He's trying to help his head coach too. He really is. I mean, even though the head coach is in a situation where he's up, his contract is up too. He wants him to succeed. He wants him to succeed. Now, okay, that, now that, that that's the motivation. If you're you're thinking, I don't have many more of these campaigns left. I, I if I'm going to do this. I've got to do it this way. And so that's why, to me, if they can get face-to-face, I think they can get something done. And, and, and he can explain his side of the story like, listen, Zeke, okay, put everything aside all the times. And, you know, Jerry Jones was willing to take the commissioner down for Ezekiel Elliott. If you want to go back and really look at how things mm-hmm. – Jerry Jones standing up there and saying, wait a minute, Roger Goodell, uh, Article 46 or 48, whatever the article is about the – wait, is he really working for us? You know, all this really stemmed from some of the things that was happening with Ezekiel Elliott at the time. How disappointed he was that he was told, hey, this guy's not going to get suspended. Now all of a sudden he's getting suspended six games. And he's like, wait a minute, you told me this. So I, I think that the relationship that they have, it makes Jerry Jones, because he sees what's ahead. He sees, like, listen, I've got a team that can compete with the Rams, that can compete with the Saints, can compete with the other teams, the top teams in the NFC, in the NFC, and hopefully get this thing to the Super Bowl. That's that's why that's the motivation right there. That's his motivation to make this work. All right, from a, but from a, just a practical sense of him. How much of the playbook had, was installed prior to the start of training he's, camp, and how this much kid, now? This will be fine. He'll be and, fine. Don't worry about Ezekiel. He he's taken every rep when Kellen Moore when they were inst- when the installation was going through OTAs. It wasn't Jordan Chun in there running plays. It was number twenty one. Blitz pickups not going to be a problem for him. We know he can do that. 
the screen packages, the wheel routes, everything else that they want to run, and hand him the 37 and the 38, he's going to be just fine doing all that. So if, if, if they do have more of a motivation, though, right now, it's more to just get it done and, and get the distraction out of the way and get Zeke reacclimated this get week the team, and not do that Get the team whole. But get the, the motivation is not to just give in and say, oh, we'll give you every what, mm-hmm. what you want because we want you here. That's not going to be the motivation, right. I guarantee right. you. There's going to They're be a compromise. Enough. They've right. got to be close And here's the deal to, that everything, everybody needs to remember. No matter what the extension is, say it's four years for whatever, right? He's still got two years on his contract. Those count. Yeah, so what, just like if with Jalen Smith. Right. So if it's four years, it's six years, and you divide six years because he's owed $14 million this year and next year. So seven a year would average is out to. So that's still going to count in that average. But the agent can the say that it was whatever the extension was. He just can like say with it's Carson a four-year, $100 million <laughs> right. extension, right? Yeah, right. exactly. But that, that's not going to be the case. you got to add the $14 million to the total and then another two years and then do your division. Because if you look at... Todd Gurley's uh, extension, you know, he had two more years left on his deal. So if you divide it all out, he had a six-year, $71 million contract. So that comes to about $12.5 million a year. Yeah, no one reports that. See, the thing about it is, and Bill, if you would, look up Todd Gurley's I'm numbers doing, if you would. right now. Because to, <laughs> the, Todd Gurley's contract was signed after they had made the move to Los Angeles, right? The first year they had gone from St. Louis to Los Angeles, yes. right? On the extension? Yes. Am I right about that? This is, uh, this it is was their last third, year, wasn't it? Yeah, this was, was it two years ago? I it, thought it, the contract was. It would have been last year. So, okay, so you're, they're in a situation where, you know, they're, they're, the Rams are trying to sell tickets. The Rams are talking about, let's take care of our own. You know, the Cowboys look at that deal and say, well, you know, that's a bad contract for us. I mean, we can't – that's why you keep hearing them say we can't compare these contracts. I've got to do – Jerry Jones saying, I've got to do what's best for the Dallas Cowboys. But you look at some teams in these contracts, if you want to base, you know, the Gurley deal – you know, it, it, the the Rams were a team that were, were they were trying to build. They were trying to go the right way. They had to sign their stars. They had to, to overpay to show people, hey, we're committed to doing this. You know, Gurley is still one of the best players in the National Football League, regardless of his of his his knee problems, in my opinion. But I think that there's, like I say, I understand what the Joneses are trying to say is we have to look at our situation first. We can't focus on the Rams. We can't focus on the Jets. We can't focus on the Steelers who tried to sign a running back. We can't focus that. We've got to look at our own situation and try and make this work to, to the best of what we can do to keep all our players so the roster is competitive, not just for this year, but for the next two, three, four years. See, and the other thing you got to factor in, he, he loses 10% of, of his salary in California. For yeah. state income tax. Yeah. I know everybody says, oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, 10% of all that money matters. The other thing is, if you look at the guarantees, it's a, it's a four-year deal for $49 million. Right. So if you if you divide that out, it's $12.25 million a year. Did, would you sign Zeke for that? If that's, the, if that's the thing that he wants, I'd sign him to that yesterday yeah. if he would have taken it. Yeah. He doesn't want Todd Gurley. He wants, and he tweeted it out today, that if you're a top draft choice and you're going into your second contract, you should get a 15 to 20 percent raise of the top player at your position. Okay, not to bore you with numbers, but Gurley, it was a four-year, $57.5 million extension right. that he signed last year, July last year. Yeah. And uh, he received $45 million in guarantees, 
$22 million of which is guaranteed at signing, including a $21 million signing bonus. And and there's $22.5 million in that that is not, is not guaranteed. So you can say what you – Le'Veon Bells is the same way. The last two years of his four-year deal are not guaranteed. So he's averaging $13.5 million a year. So are, are we splitting hairs between twelve and a half and thirteen and a half? Probably not. But I, what are they asking for? That's my point. They get face to face. They'll get this thing yes, done. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And nothing's changed. Okay, remind me because Derek uh, Douglas Barricklow asked me to ask you about a mustache story, and we're going to talk Do about that, next. that. And we're going to talk more than just Zeke here when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. We are talking Cowboys on a Friday, getting you set for Cowboys in Texans Saturday night, 6 o'clock kickoff at AT&T Stadium. By the way, Deep Blue, which you can see elsewhere on DallasCowboys.com, featuring Daryl Moose Johnston this week. I've watched the first five or ten minutes of it. I'm going to watch the rest of it today, and you can see it on the Cowboys Network. Start Well, local, it will be at 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon on CBS 11 and all across the Cowboys Network. And countdown to kickoff is at 5 o'clock, featuring Mickey and Lindsey Draper. And the game starts at 6. Brian Broaddus will be in the radio booth with Brad Sham, and Daryl Johnston will be with me calling the game on television and um it should be interesting because it i you know the texans have been resting some starters like jj watt in the preseason i wouldn't i wouldn't expect he'd be playing in this game but deshaun watson has played did play last week for the texans and um so 
It'll be interesting to see uh, what we get out of tomorrow night's game. It'll be our last chance to see the regulars before we kick things off for real against the Giants here. And Mickey, you don't tell, think you don't think Dak's playing that fourth game? I don't think so. No, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go out on that limb. Mickey, right. tell me the mustache story. So, the, the, I thought of this when it all came up that you know you got sources telling you Zeke's got a booked a ticket coming back to Dallas. Uh, Soon, right? So 1990, uh, the Cowboys were in a contract dispute with Jesse Solomon. Who came over in the Herschel Walker trade. Exactly. And they had a nice uh, 89 season. Mm -hmm. They liked him. They wanted to re-sign him. And uh, he held out a training camp, and we're in San Diego. Uh, The Cowboys went there to practice for a week against the Chargers, uh, since they didn't go to Thousand Oaks. Anyway, I had Jesse on the phone, right? And I said, so when are you coming in? He goes, tomorrow. I go, are you sure? He goes, I got the ticket in my hand right now. I've already booked the ticket. I will be there tomorrow, right? So we got in an argument about uh, when he was going to show up. And I said, oh, he's going to be here tomorrow, right? Imagine that. Mickey got in an argument. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so we went back and forth. And I said, I'll bet my mustache that he shows up here tomorrow, right? Well, Jesse Solomon changed his mind. <laughs> and it was such a well-known argument that it was like, okay, the mustache, we got to go. And so Man on his word. Sunday night, Dale Hansen's sports special, Really? Uh, they lathered me up, and then they went to do Jack the rest Black, of it. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, when we, and when they came back, I came back on the air, and I didn't have my mustache. And right. I have not grown it back in 30 So that's the last years. time you had a mustache. Yes, yes. Haven't been able to grow one since. Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, though. I'll say this, and I know we're referring to people saying coming and going on Zeke. The guy that put that out, Kevin Turner, who we do work with on 105.3, he had him going to Cabo the first time. Yeah. So he's got somebody that's telling him at least travel plans. It mm-hmm. might not be contract plans. But somebody is is telling him guys are coming and going. Uh, again, I just can't reiterate enough, and I'm sorry if I did it again. But get the two guys in the room, get the boss in the room, get the the, the elite running back in the room. Hammer this thing out. They can do that. I think each other. I think once they look at each other in the face and kind of say, "Hey, listen, this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. Let's kind of work this thing out." And and I, it's with the Joneses. Their best work is when they're able to sit down with you and talk to you face-to-face. I've seen them do it a thousand times. And, you know, and, and, and then when this thing does get completed, and then there's going to be, well, who won? We, both sides win because the Cowboys get their guy back. He gets, let's say it's a $20 million signing bonus, right? He gets his $20 million two years before he needed to get it, right? So... Uh, that's a win right there, no matter what the total is, because he was going to make three point eight million this year, nine million next year with the fifth year option. He's going to get twenty million dollars in his hands right now, or whatever the signing bonus is, and and that's what Gurley's Gurley's was twenty one million. Right. So that's a win. However you want to look at the total, getting that money now is a victory because he didn't have to get it. Brian, do you have Periscope going? 
I do, but we don't have really any good questions. Everybody's kind of just uh, fumbling around right now. So if you got any questions, <laughs> kind of like, like the host of this show. Yeah, no, it's okay. I know, but you know, uh, it's like I say. Hopefully, yeah. It, like Bill says, uh, fire some questions at me. I just asked for some questions on Periscope. If you do have something you want to talk about, it, it, Zeke, the game, you know, how long the starters are going to play, whatever you want to know about, we'll uh, we'll try and dive into that. But right now we're kind of fumbling what, around. Uh, what do you think they need to see out of the starters this week? You know what? I think that uh, with the way the team is still banged up, it's not really a dress rehearsal game. It's more like let's survive a third game. You'd like to see maybe Dak Prescott. The last two times out, has moved the team smartly down the field. You know, bang, bang, bang. You know, should have uh, field had a goal field goal. Drive yeah, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, should have had a touchdown. The ball wouldn't tipped. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, maybe another series added to that. Maybe two series. I mean, you know, twelve play. Depending on how things go, somewhere between fifteen and twenty plays, I think would be good. You know, as long as the offensive line can hold up well. You know, and don't put too much duress on him. Need to see Pollard if you know. And, and we were talking about this yesterday on the show, Bill. Uh, you know, I, I was one of those guys that believed that you know coaches go back to the players they have familiarity with. And so I've always long believed that if Zeke did not show up, that Alfred Morris would be the starter. I'm having reservations on that. I, I do feel like that they'll go with the rookie, that they'll go with Tony Pollard. So I'd like to see Tony Pollard run a little bit more, maybe a couple of series, maybe continue to throw him the football, maybe allow him to pick up a guy, a blitzer or two. Again, it's a 3-4 defense they're playing against. I think four out of the first five games they play this year against three, four defenses. So it might be a good opportunity for for Tony to step up and do what he needs to do. I think Green. I think uh, who is the team that does not play the four? The Saints. Three? The Saints. That's the only team that would not play the four three. So or excuse me, the three four. So it's good if he could he can work on outside linebacker pickup, twist games, whatever he needs to do. I'm all for that right now. What do you think? Uh, let's assume for a moment that Zeke is coming back, and then Pollard's on the team. Obviously, what's the the position battle there for the next spot at running back? I think it's Chun. Mickey said this all along, and I, I think there's I think there's some value there with Chun playing all the special teams. You know, they, they they've got to think about this. This is funny to say. But they've got a lot of players on this that are going to be on that 46-man roster that don't play special teams. If you think about the linebackers and the Sean Lees and the Jalen Smiths and guys like that, they're going to have a lot of guys that don't play. So they're going to need to find some guys. If, if a guy like Chun, say— So that I mean, works against Alfred Morris. I think that works against Alfred Morris in that, in that regard, absolutely. Mickey pointed out yesterday it was a small signing bonus, 90 thousand dollars that he can, they can easily stomach— and then move on if they have to. But uh, Chun to me is a better, better Rod Smith, a guy that you can you you know he catches the ball well, runs the ball well. He's tough. He's big. He's physical. You know he's all those things that you wanted Rod Smith to be. He's a more like, experienced running back than Rod Smith was. You know, that's that's well, true. Yeah. At least he yeah he at least started his entire mm-hmm. senior year right, at Troy. Right. And I don't need to remind Brian that he. Gained 191 oh, yards no, I, I, Every time I watch him run, I see that guy that's just blowing. <laughs> Plus he found the end zone up time bunch. and time Yeah, again. that Troy team, congratulations. They did a heck of a job coming to Baton Rouge. And, and, you know, not only did they get a game check, a big game check, they got a, they got a win. You know, so congratulations. Uh, here we go. Periscope's and, you know, the other thing there. with Chun is this last game, he had two special teams mm-hmm. tackles, and he blew up another play. He didn't get credit for it, right. but he blew it up. So uh, he gives you – plus he gives you another dimension, a little, little bigger running back maybe sort of in Zeke's mode not as talented obviously but uh, 
you know, Pollard's going to get a little bit more, I think, than everybody right. thinks he is. I mean, carrying the football. Yes. This is not like when he goes in the game and it's like, okay, here comes the toy. Right. Because they can hand it to him. It's not like last year. I think he's the starter if there's no Elliott. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when everybody thought, you know, they can line up Tavon in the backfield, right? Well, they did, but he never. they never handed him the ball, you know? This guy they can hand it to. Okay, take a, uh, away Joseph Randall's issues. From a sheer talent standpoint, how would you compare Pollard and Joseph Randall? I think Pollard's more complete. I think Pollard, I mean, he, Joseph Randall even had his problems with blitz pickup. I don't think he's near the catcher. Now, you talk about running styles. I feel like that Pollard's a little bit quicker to and through the hole. Mm-hmm. I felt like that, that Randall was maybe a little bit better finisher. Because he's, a, I thought he was a little bit bigger guy. Pure speed too, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so more straight line. I think that I, when you watch when you watch Pollard play, he's got wiggle to him. You see him put the foot in the ground and then be able to make cuts and and move. And I thought that Joseph Randall was uh, uh, was more of a see. That, I just thought they take were the hoping, ball one cut and then boom, he was into the secondary. I thought kind of they thing. were hoping they had that guy who would be the not only the backup but could do all things with Randall, and he just you know didn't have it. From the mental standpoint, well, and so forth, yeah, you, you know, can't the issues that he had. Yeah, you can't but, get past the so, knucklehead so, part of exactly. it. Exactly. So you would love to have a guy who can be your number two guy and maybe not do it at a Pro Bowl well, level like Zeke can, but can do all the things. This is where I think that this is where I think that Kellen Moore is going to be really creative. If the fact that when you get Elliott and Pollard both in the backfield at the same time, because you have one right. guy that can really blitz pick up, one guy that can really catch. And so now you get all these combinations that you can do like, okay, I'll protect myself with a back, mindful maybe a $14 million a year back, and then throw it to a rookie who can make things happen. If you watch the Senior Bowl game, he takes the screen in that game and takes it all the way to the house. So he's very capable of scoring from anywhere on the field, as is Ezekiel Elliott. His receiving background in college is is a great advantage for him. Absolutely. uh, And seeing that's what's against Alfred Morris right now. Exactly. And and look at how much they've been using the fullback. It, to throw the ball. Yeah. That's another thing. The fullback's been throwing the ball. To throw it to him. <laughs> you know what I meant? Oh, yes. It reminds me of Robert Newhouse with a halfback pass or a yeah, fullback right. pass yeah, in the yeah, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. All right. We continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yup. But please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. 
The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. No, you have to use the Jack Black code PICK5. This is PICK5 for the road week. You get five deluxe size travel-friendly samples with your $65 purchase, and you needed to do it by August 27th, next Tuesday. That's when this special runs out, so go to GetJackBlack.com. And a reminder, the Cowboys have open practices as training camp continues for two more days, Monday and Tuesday. As the Cowboys, those are the the two workouts the Cowboys have prior to the final preseason game against Tampa Bay next Thursday. It's Cowboys and Texans tomorrow night, 6 o'clock kickoff. And on Periscope, what do we have, Brian? Guys want to know out there, what offensive line do you see starting in the Houston game, Mickey? Lael Collins at right tackle, Xavier Suafilo at right guard, Travis Frederick at center, Connor Williams at left guard, and Cameron Fleming at left tackle. He's nailed that. And uh, no concerns about Tyron Smith. No, I think he kind of showed he's kind of working his way back. Sure. And there's no need to put undue stress on a Pro Bowl back. And Zach Martin, the plan all along since he left practice several weeks ago, be ready to ready get ready into for the practice the, for the Giants game. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Justin Phillips has another good game, does he make the roster? Has he shown enough to make the roster? He showed a lot last week against the Rams. Can Depends you how many linebackers they keep. All right, because we've this. already talked about how it looked like they were going to keep Luke Gifford. Now they can always change their mind, sure, because they know they're going to probably have to carry him for a couple weeks that he can't play till he gets over the high ankle sprain. But if you look at the backups, you're looking at Joe Thomas, and then well, you, go, you got March, Justin March, little and March, just just but, March, but is right? he, March. Is, yeah. But is he there? Yeah, Can this kid knock him off? That's what's yeah, That's true. All right, let me ask you this. <laughs> this could be sound funny. Maybe maybe it's not really a crystal ball thing, but if you could carry, you have a choice. You can carry, you can carry Devin Smith or Justin Phillips. You get to only carry one of those guys, Devin Smith or Justin Phillips. No, I'm taking Devin Smith. So I'm, Mickey's carrying the the sixth receiver. Yeah. I am taking Devin Smith, and I I feel confident I can get Justin Phillips to my practice squad. Okay. Here, one of the reasons I think I can get Justin Phillips to the practice squad. Now, if he balls out again, 
Um, who knows? But um, he was available to everybody this offseason. Sure, season. but, but, uh, but, but he, now I mean, the tape. Cowboys now, yeah, now there's right. tape. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the point now. Yeah. Now yeah. people have seen him in preseason yeah. games. Yeah, they see like six tackles and an interception. Exactly. And so there's like, the difference yeah. on him. But I still – Feel like I can get him to the practice squad right now. Let me now, ask you this: Ask me again after tomorrow night. See, the thing about it is, <laughs> I, I kind of think I m- might go because I, I. Okay, let me ask you this: Let me. Or let me change the guy. Then is Cedric Wilson your fifth guy or sixth guy? Because if, if Devin Smith's your fifth guy, then I, then I need to change it to say Cedric Cedric Wilson mm-hmm. or Justin Phillips. Would it, would that change your mind if I said those two guys? I would like to see Justin Phillips play against the big boys. Okay. Before I make that decision, maybe he gets the opportunity to this start. Saturday and he <laughs> plays a lot. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of Justin Phillips out there now. Yeah. I, I think it's Justin Phillips or Luke Gifford. Okay. And that, and that they would probably go Luke Gifford there. I think from everybody I'm talking to. Well, and and even if if Luke Gifford uh, with his injury, I mean, you you need to carry if you're planning on playing him this year or have a chance to play him this year, he's got to be on your 53 at cut down day, and then you can put him on an IRR uh, after that if you want. But um, so it kind of depends on what the prognosis is on him. And when, then what when happens with Chris Covington? Is he out? Well, yeah. What's up with Covington? See, Covington practiced yesterday. He was on the field, so he's going to play. I, I my 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 guess is he pra- he was on the field practicing when they were doing cards. How many linebackers do they need to have on their fifty three? That's I think that's special teams is uh, a huge part of that. See, that's what I'm saying. It's the it's that situation where you're looking at it and you're thinking, is that the deepest position, and is that the position you don't want to cut somebody from? Because all those guys that we just talked about could play. Now, you guys thought the wide receivers were better than the linebackers, which to me, I'm kind of thinking, okay, chances of getting John Bay Johnson the practice squad. I think good. Good. Okay. Chances of getting Jalen Guyton the practice squad. Good. Good. Okay. Chances of getting uh, getting Davis to the practice squad. Reggie Davis. Reggie Davis. Good. Good. Okay. So now I'm thinking I've got guys I'm feeling good about. But that are still going to be on the team. They're still going to be on the team. So if I if I if I lose Devin Smith, I'm maybe not feeling terrible about that. But I would feel bad if if all of a sudden Justin Phillips plays well, and I'm thinking, ah, geez, I just put a damn linebacker out there for somebody to grab, and I got this wide receiver on my 53, but I got three other practice squad guys that I was, you know, you know, what I'm saying. So when, let me throw another wide receiver into the mix, Noah Brown. I think Noah Brown, Mickey said this all along, and Mickey was the mm-hmm. first one to say this, and I think he's going to be right about this. He's on the, the team. No. He's I think on Pup. Keep, on Pup. Oh, yeah, keep, that's gonna, right. That's right. Keep, they're going to yeah, keep him sure. on Pup. That's so right. So for six weeks, he's like that safety blanket that they could go sure. back to yeah, definitely. if they if so they he doesn't factor in. Yeah. That's See, right. that's why I think I would – I would if I don't feel great about the sixth receiver, that I might go five. And then, okay, maybe I'm not carrying an extra linebacker. Maybe I'm carrying an extra defensive lineman. Maybe I'm carrying Kerry Hyder. You know, or somebody like that. See, the point on Noah Brown, uh, he's on your taxi squad, basically. Right. Okay. And so that just has increased depth at your wide receiver position there. Right. You know? Right. And so I think, like with a with either a Cedric Wilson or with Devin Smith, how does he factor into actually playing this year? Devin Smith. Yeah. I See, mean, they're starting to use Cedric Wilson and Devin Smith are getting 
reps with special team. They're starting to see them as flyers, flyer blockers. You're mm-hmm. starting to see them kick off return, punt return. You're starting to see them get more uh, more opportunities to be, okay, if you make this team, as Bill Parcells would say, as I take you to the game, what right. else are we going to get from you? Well, and, and the assumption here is that Tavon Austin's making the team. Yeah. What if? Yeah. Because if these if they have confidence in yeah. these other guys, and they've been using Pollard as a kickoff return guy. Yeah. By the way, so uh, they know what they have in Tavon Austin. It's right. not like Tavon Austin needs to show them anymore. Yeah, he they know right now. They know what they got. Yeah, no, the, the so pe- they, people are asking you, Mickey, the same question. They're saying, okay, they're going brought us. Why is Tavon Austin safe? You know, that that's the question they're asking right now. Well, I should have been on Periscope. Be. You know what? I feel like though that the that. I feel like though watching him play, that it's kind of like like Pollard's got some plays, and I really think that Kellen Moore's got some things brewing with for the, Tavon from Tavon mm-hmm. with the with the quick stuff, but that those deep crossing routes where they move the pocket and then the ball goes flying all the way across the field and he's like running past people because he's short and he's kind of lo- people. Remember how him? excited Linehan was when they made the trade for Tavon? Well, Austin. Jerry basically said, "You better do something with him," and yeah. they were and until they were. he got yeah. hurt. But you yeah. would think that any any play caller yeah. is going to be excited about. Okay, Tavon so Austin. here's the deal. Gallup or Cooper are injured. Who's your backup on the outside? Because right now, I think it's Randall Cobb. It's Cobb, and you don't really want to go that route, but you'd have to, if you put Cobb on the outside, then that means you have to, who's going to play your slot, and that's where Tavon Austin comes in. That's where it is to me. Right. But if you need another true outside receiver, one of those guys uh, would be it, I would think. Although they've been using Wilson in the slot, too. Five corners, five safeties? I'm asking. Or six and four. I've been six and four all along. What's going to happen with Byron Jones? See, that's what I'm saying, though. They'll carry him. Yeah. He's on the team. He's on the team for sure. He's close he's enough. enough. He's close yeah. enough. So it's can, not, he's but, not a pup. But can, you, but can you get by with. Can you get by with with the the five corners then? If you, if you, I mean, okay, he's on the team. Can you get by with the four you got? You know, can you get by with the four corners? And so far, I think you, you've seen you can. I feel like, it, you know, I look at Anthony Wouzier, Brown, Lewis. Who's my fourth guy? Because I, I don't think Mike Jackson's on this team. No, right if, now, if Byron Jones is on there, yeah. then you've got your two starters and right. those two as your, as your backups. Well, who's your fourth guy? Well, jo- I mean, oh, Jones. Jordan Lewis. Jones. Jordan Lewis. Okay, who's your fifth who's guy? The fifth? Who's your guy? I, I don't know. Is, is Mike Jackson going to make this? See, that's why I don't think Mike Jackson can see. I mean, I'm thinking about Lumba. or Lumba. Well, see, Goodwin is their special teams ace. Oh, don't, or though, don't you think when Jason was asked the other day about a Lumba, it was kind of a lukewarm? You know what? I think it was one of those lukewarm. You know what coaches do? <laughs> don't talk good about a guy. Right. Because when people they cut are listening. Him, yeah, people are listening. People are like, no, nah, he's not. Okay, good. from yeah. a special team standpoint, then do you which of these safeties? Do you, keeping a fifth safety, how does that help you special teams wise over keeping the corner, the extra corner, whatever? Say again, again, I was looking so down. Safety, fifth safety, fifth safety. You, you said five safety, five corners. Yeah, you go that route. Because what's, what's the Wilson special would, teams advantage? See, there? Donovan Wilson, I think, would be the fifth safety unless he can knock Kayvon Frazier out of the mix. That's what I. That's what I was kind of thinking. Good, but if they said, you know what, we don't want to lose Kayvon Frazier, but let's add, we have to. We have to keep Wilson has shown us enough 
then they might go five and five. So who are your safeties in? You got Heath and Woods. You got uh, Donovan Wilson. You got Kayvon Frazier. Right. And Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. So Iloka is out. I think he is. I have seen nothing to suggest not. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. wait a second. I thought when they signed him, he was going to be the don't starting safety. Don't get me started again. again don't, right? don't get started. <laughs> I told you about following the money, right? Okay. We are up against the clock. That's it. It looks like it looks that way. Well, you'll hear from all of us tomorrow. That's at some exactly point. right. It will be a work day tomorrow. <laughs> that was a fast fact, forty-five minutes. It was, and we'll continue on Monday here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!